the Small Queendom Podcast, episode 40. Hi, welcome to the Small Queendom Podcast. This is Leah Graham, the host. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Here on the podcast, we help you move the needle from surviving to thriving so you can curate a beautiful queendom in your one lovely, lovely life. I am delighted for today's episode because I feel like I made a friend after this conversation. I love the internet. Um, You will hear me say this many times. I think the magic and the wonder of the internet is incredible. Much like podcasts, you can talk to someone from the other side of the globe at any time. (laughs) While this guest is not on the other side of the globe, she is all the way in LA and her name is Haley Wood. I have been following Haley for a while over on Instagram at the Therapeutic Skin Coach and Haley is this beautiful, delightful, wonderful soul and her whole idea is to create a beautiful, holistic approach to your skin And in today's conversation, we talk about how to tap into our intuition for caring for our our own skin. I mentioned this to Haley, but I think I should say it again. I grew up in the 90s and the 2000s when the thing to use on your skin was Noxzema or the apricot scrub or Seabreeze astringent or go and get a bunch of Clinique from Macy's. And it felt like it was such a conventional approach to skincare. And I love now that we're swinging the other way and really talking about getting back to nature, tapping into our intuition and looking and and discovering what else is happening in the body so we can get a clue on how to care for our skin in the best way. This is queendom level stuff if I've ever known it. I hope you enjoy this conversation with Haley. And listen, if you haven't clicked the subscribe button, please do that. And if you have 30 seconds and you're in the podcast app, just scroll down below my episodes and leave me a really quick rating and review. I would so be appreciative. All right. Without any further ado, let's get to Haley Wood, the therapeutic skin coach. This is so fun. I feel a little like I want to geek out a little bit because uh, (laughs) I feel like, oh my goodness, I I have all these questions. I just want to ask you about skin. But first off, I would love for you to just uh, tell us who you are and and, um, what you're about and where you live and a little bit about your practice because it is very special. Okay, great. That's such a fun question to answer, but it always overwhelms me because I tend to not know where to start, Um, but my name is Haley Wood. I'm the founder of Therapeutic Skin Coach, which is just a holistic skincare practice here in Los Angeles, but I also do a lot of online courses and education and just advocating for skin acceptance and self-acceptance and self-love through my practice, but I've been an esthetician. This is my 13th year. And I have so much love for what I do. I'm just so grateful that it found me at such a young age. And back in, 
was it 2014? I started my own practice just out of survival. I kind of had to, uh, being an esthetician in Los Angeles was very much, um, a difficult place to work and to just stay true to what I really believe in. So therapeutic skin coach was born out of that in which I can have a holistic practice where I'm constantly learning more about the body and our emotional well-being and just how people are awesome individuals and how they all deserve curated, customized care from love. So it, yeah, I mean, that's a good, good sort of summary, but I, um, I'm originally from New Brunswick, Canada. I lived in Wisconsin and then I lived in Texas before I moved here, but I've been in LA for just under seven years, which is wild to think about. <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. You've yeah. a lot of places. Yeah, definitely. For sure. <sighs> Fabulous. So I would love to maybe start off before I get into some of my questions. Um, I would love to hear kind of like your philosophy on caring for your skin. And like when you look at someone, like what are you looking for? And, and when you look at someone's face, like you mentioned how the body and the emotions are interconnected. And I so believe that too. And I'd love to hear just a little bit of your philosophy behind that. Yeah. Well, I think it kind of just organically started with, my own journey with my skin and how I would look at myself. And I would just notice my own patterning that the more negative self-talk I would indulge myself in or just allow myself to participate in, the worse I felt my skin was um, because I did struggle with acne, eczema. Um, I just have very communicative skin. It's always telling me what's going on within my body. And I'm a very sensitive person, emotionally and physically. Um, so I found that the more I was talking to myself in a negative light, and just not really giving myself an opportunity to heal through love, the longer my skin conditions would just irritate me. And, and I decided to just sort of test it out on myself because I was technically doing everything quote unquote, right. Where I would use all these great products and I would eat really well, but it took for the emotional standpoint of it, for me to shift my mindset in order for me to truly enter like this next healing stage of my skin journey. So when I then adapted that to my practice, I kind of unintentionally became this little like therapist where I'd ask people how they feel and where their feelings are coming from and where their stress is coming from and how they're coping with it. And just trying to kind of dig a little bit deeper than just the standard questions that we would ask our our clients as esthetician, like, what are you using? Are you on any medications? Because as valuable as that information is, it just scratches the surface as to what could be going on for the whole body. So when I'm looking at somebody, I mean, I think the first thing I definitely do is I find everything that is right. I find everything that is working. I find everything that is beautiful. And I find everything that I think indicates a communication from the internal health, whether it's like from the emotional spectrum or the physical spectrum or both. 
And when I can shift even my mindset to looking at somebody through, you know, through that lens of, wow, look at all this stuff we can have gratitude for that your skin is telling us, they can then shift their mindset and find that gratitude within what it, why their skin is having whatever it's having or the journey that it's on. And then from there, I just kind of do more of kind of an energy feel. Like I, I vibe it out with my clients and just see sort of where there are. Are they really like overly educated on the clinical side of skin where they're just like, Googling everything under the sun for every type of skin condition, or are they the type of individual who has just been like putting on a mask um, just to kind of cope with some other things that they're not trying to deal with? It's a little bit more, <laughs> it's, it's a lot more than I can really explain because I've just been doing it for so long. And it's so interesting that everybody has their own individual journey with their skin. So everyone just kind of gets a different version of me when they come in, but I like to know their skin journey through their words and sort of let them be their own healer. I can confirm what I see and I can confirm their instincts, but I want to train them to become their own intuitive skin healer and just sort of, diminish a lot of the societal conditioning that we have towards our skin that it's either there's a problem we have to fix it or you're aging and we have to stall that or reverse that because it's so not attainable and there's just so much more information that I think is valuable for our long-term health and our emotional well-being that the skin is telling us that I find that if I can at least kind of get through to someone to just at least make them feel better about themselves and, and not that they have to achieve this high standard of perfection with their skin. Like that's when I know I'm doing a good job, you know? Hmm. So that's, that's kind of uh, in a long nutshell. <laughs> you know? I love that. So I really picked up on the words tapping into like your intuition, you're being intuitive. You're trying to teach your clients to be intuitive. And yeah. also instead of like, what's wrong with me? Like what's going great? Turning yeah. in that voice of love. Of course. It's so easy. And I just think that, you know, I grew up loving products and I grew up loving reading, you know, beauty magazines, but they would make me feel horrible. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, and the ingredients didn't always resonate with me, but I'm I would be like, oh, but this says it's for acne, so I should use it. And that got so ingrained into my head that even when my acne was gone, I still felt like I had problematic skin that I had to treat. And I kind of forgot or I just never really learned that my skin is this ever-evolving live organ that's going to shift throughout the day, throughout my cycle, throughout my life. And I have to learn to love it for one and to listen to it because it can really guide me. So to be able to attempt to teach that to people has been really rewarding for me because it's, it's taught me a lot about my health. Um, and I was lucky enough that I went to a, a beauty school that um, the, the base teaching was in Ayurvedic practices. So it was all about learning how, your body can be self-healing anyways and 
how to connect to all the different elements and how if we're experiencing an excess of heat or an excess of stagnation or whatever it is, there's usually another element that just needs to be nurtured. So I think that I just was very lucky to get that base education as opposed to like a standard education of skin. Um, which is a little bit more clinical. And if this condition happens, then you need to use this ingredient and you need to, you know, go to this dermatologist and get that prescription and that's it. And I just think that it's so much more than just that. So I was very fortunate because I went to school when I was 18. And I think getting that in my head right away was, was a really powerful um, thing for me. It just really allowed me to be set on this trajectory that led me to where I am now, which I, I appreciate and I value so much more. I love it. I think it just, for me, it aligns so much better yeah. than like that clinical side too. It just makes sense that our body would be communicating through what we see. Mm-hmm. So I know in uh, several of your posts, I've noticed you mentioned talking about the liver connection to the yeah. skin. And mm-hmm. I would love for you to talk to, about that a little bit because and other things I have talked about, um, health of the liver and supporting that detoxification process. But I would love to hear what you know the liver's role to be in our health of our skin and how to support that. Absolutely. Well, always bringing it back to myself, I had shingles right over my liver about four years ago. So my education on the liver, I was schooled at 27. Wow. It was... Wow. Oh, by the way, Haley, you can't drink, you know, alcohol often and expect your liver to overcompensate for everything. It's this filtration system and it has so many jobs, but there's also a lot of other organs within our detoxification system, but the liver I feel holds such an important place in our health, in the health of our skin, but our overall health as well. And when it's taxed or overworking, then other areas of our um, detoxification system will want to overcompensate. And generally, if you're a pretty healthy person, the way it's going to be communicated with you will be through the skin. Um, And I say that because it filters out much faster. Uh, So there's a huge correlation, but also when the liver is super taxed and it's overworking um, due to environmental issues as well, that there's just so much allergens and pollution out there, especially here in Los Angeles um, where I live, then that can create almost like a histamine-like response in the body. And, you know, I think I, I even just posted about this yesterday or the day before because of the spring equinox, but I, I, I get really sort of intolerant of some of my clients who come in and they just want to go on an antihistamine for their skin or they want to go on all these different prescriptions for their skin. I'm like, well, if you just support the liver you know that that could help with all of that, you know, and just go to the root cause of it. But also too, just in traditional Chinese medicine and from what I've learned um, about like energetic pairings of organs, the liver can also hold a lot of emotional energy so that if you are experiencing a lot of like anger, bitterness, or even just like snappiness or just moodiness, that's just sort of 
rooted in anger and sometimes fear, fear-based emotions that could just mean that your liver is overworking. So if I have somebody who's like easily agitated in my practice and I see that their skin is responding that way um, in terms of inflammation and agitation, like it's just not healing in a way that's loving, then I tend to want to go to the liver first. Um, and in reflexology, it's one of the main points uh, just meridian wise, like right underneath our right eye, right? Yeah, our right eye, like right underneath our cheekbone here. And so I'll do a little bit of massaging there. And when I feel that there's tension or there's just an accumulation of waste kind of laying underneath the skin there, I tend to want to try to massage that out because the more we can hit it on the meridian point, the more it can communicate all the way down to the liver to start releasing some of that tension and you know, just help it along a little bit more. Um, but I, I can't personally prescribe anybody to use anything, but I will send people to they're a naturopath. I work with a lot of people in Los Angeles, um, or I have them do some testing or even just going to acupuncture where they, they can really work on some liver points that I'd rather that they spend their money on that and they invest their time on that than on more so on products because in the long term, we need our liver health so much more. And I tend to want to get them to try to eliminate a lot of um, practices that could be stressful to the liver. So I get them to stop drinking as much, maybe adding in some things that could be cleansing to the liver if it feels right to them. But generally I get them to go see another practitioner who has the same holistic values as me, um, who could then maybe create like a homeopathic, you know, tincture or remedy specific to their constitution. Um, and then it, you know, I help them by making sure they don't overstress their skin, thinking it's just a skin issue when really it's rooted back down to the liver. Um, so yeah, it's nice because then sometimes people sort of let go of, oh, okay, wait, no, my skin doesn't hate me. There's something else going on. And I'll think, goodness, my skin told me about this because in the long term, you know, it, it makes more sense to then work on that 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 organ as opposed to just continuously trying to like overstrip the skin but it can be hard because i can't change people's lifestyles overnight and sometimes it's really not easy sometimes people are just in a stressful environment but just that acknowledgement of what might be going on and making small changes can make a big difference long term too so it's just being wow, able to so many them yeah so many good things that you brought up there. Wow. Yeah. Where did get? <laughs> um, so when you are, I, well, I'll say this, I'm very familiar with reflexology on the hands and the feet. And I guess I, I just it. didn't think about it being on the face. That yes. is incredible. That is incredible. You've seen, well, you've seen face maps before, right? Yes. Like but will mapping. you, will you explain what that is for the listeners? Yeah, absolutely. So I was certified in facial reflexology um, like November of 2017. So it's still relatively new to me, but I was familiar with the concept of facial mapping. But facial reflexology identifies more so um, the different points on the face, just like uh, hands and feet reflexology could. But 
what I think is really fascinating and the way that I learned it is that there's different maps that point to different organs and point to different energies in the body um, that you can kind of layer. And if it's not necessarily geared towards one thing, there's usually a different answer. So I tend to go through all the different mappings and all the different points possibilities. And usually I can find what's going on um, just through that. But there are so many meridian points that are indicated on the face that like you can usually find that similarly shaped organs are found on the face. Um, for example, oh, wow. like the nose, the, the bridge of the nose is very similar to a spine. So then at the end of the spine is like our hips. So that could be around the, the nostrils and then our seat could be the tip of our nose. Um, and the eyes can be, uh, a lot of different pairs in the body, like breasts, ovaries, testicles, and also around the eyes could be a lot of, um, like lungs, like things that just have like those pairs, the ears actually look really similar to what kidneys look like. So if you yes. kind of are able to pinpoint some of those things, it makes a big difference. Or even if you think of like the jaw and the hinging, like what other part of our body has like a hinge that way, um, our hips, you know, and oh, wow. it's really interesting to kind of see the correlations and usually now instead of just like if somebody has uh, an issue on their chin they just automatically assume it's hormonal <laughs> and it's like no guys there's so many other possibilities of what that can be but it could be a stagnation in the ren meridian which is that center meridian that runs mm -hmm. through the middle of our body but then I can usually pinpoint it of it's either a digestive issue or it could be like an ankle issue which is so fascinating to me because I've discovered all of these injuries that my clients have chronically dealt oh with goodness. just through the process of reflexology. Um, but it's basically just seeing how the face and the neck is a beautiful uh, representation of the whole body. And when I look at it that way, it takes me out of like the, the, the standard conditioning of what we're supposed to think skin is because we're really taught that skin is basically types and conditions um but we're so much more individual than that we have different ethnicities mixed races and we're from different parts and even just someone like me who's lived in all these different areas um i adapt and acclimate so differently because i have such specific dna and my body is built different, you know, and it's, it's really nice to kind of see how it's all represented. And when we work on it through the face, it can then work on the full body. So a facial can be kind of like a holistic experience in that sense. If you work with somebody who knows how to, to find those specific points. Um, I think it's fascinating. Incredible. Yeah. And I've had but a foot reflexology done before and they have discovered some crazy things that were going on and even just through some some simple work you know I feel like it started to heal or get me on the path of healing in certain aspects of my body that were super stagnant and most of the time with a skin condition it's just stagnation anyways it's either a depletion 
um, in the body or an excess of something in the body, but then there's also just some stagnation that prevents it from flowing through um, and just generally self-healing. So when we're able to kind of pinpoint whatever that stagnant point is and work on it, uh, it can feel so relieving in a multitude of different ways. I hope that's a good oh, explanation. Wow. <laughs> I, oh, I was excellent. going on the tangents. Yeah. It was, that was an excellent, excellent explanation. Wow. And I'm thinking, I don't know of anyone around here that does anything like this, or maybe I just haven't uh, discovered them yet. Yeah. No, there's plenty of people coming up. I, I, I think one of the best things about being a holistic esthetician nowadays is that social media has really expanded our opportunities to expose what we're able to do, but also connect us with different practitioners that have different education. Um, so just through different like Facebook groups and Instagram posts, I've been able to discover these classes that I've always longed for, but never knew anything about. And even just the reflexology course that I took back in November, 2017, they reached out to me because they found me through Instagram for me to take their, their course. So it's beautiful how this connects us um, in this great way. So I'm sure you'll be able to find somebody in your hood <laughs> soon enough. I will. Yeah. I'm going to be on the hunt. Yes. All right. So that was, that was, I feel like a little bit of a master class. Thank you so oh, much. I love that. I would love to move a little bit towards just helping us figure out what the heck we should be doing, you know, daily to care for our skin, because I'm just going to be real. I grew up in the sea breeze, Noxzema, apricot scrub. Yes, from so you know, like, <laughs> The idea of having a ritual meant that you went and spent a ton of money at the clinic counter. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yes. Oh my gosh. And so I feel like the past few years, as I've learned to take care of my body and my emotions holistically, I'm, I'm also learning how to take care of my skin. But, um, and I've found oil cleansing method. I would love to know, is that something that you think is a good thing for skin? Oh yeah. I love it. I think it's great. Uh, I definitely have some people who don't take to it as well. And usually that's just from a compromised barrier or they're just not using necessarily the right product for them. Um, so it's determining which ingredients and which oils in particular will best suit them. And so people just don't love the experience of oil cleansing. So we just get them on something else. You know, I, I'm really all about kind of going back to that intuition. Um, if you don't like a practice, just because it's the new trendy fun thing or it's what your holistic esthetician told you to do doesn't mean you have to do it. If you resonate with oil cleansing, by all means, it's what you're meant to do because your body is going to respond to something that feels good to it. Um, now, if you were having like a reaction, but you still like doing it, then sure, find a different way for your, your skin to respond in a way that feels supportive. But um, generally, I'm all about like the simplest skincare because I do believe that the skin can self-heal and I feel like we tend to overdo <laughs> too much. 
Um, I love implementing rituals that are not necessarily skincare based. Like I love just massaging the face and I love using different tools. Like I have reflexology tools that I love um, that balance the yin and the yang energy of the skin, which I think could be really great for just kind of setting your whole body up for success. Will you explain what that is? Yeah. So yin is kind of like your more divine feminine side of the the spectrum of energy that we all encompass and yang is more of like the masculine side um which i don't necessarily love that that's like the name for it but it's just the easiest way for me to describe because we all we're all very fluid we all have like a little bit of everything Um, so we each have like the yin and the yang um but then with the yin it's a little bit in, in terms of skincare specifically, it's more like stagnant, kind of uh, cold, damp energy. Um, so a yin-like uh, condition could be, you know, like an excess of wrinkles or even hyperpigmentations, things that are stuck, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, something that's more yang could be more heat-based, um, inflamed, like really active. Um, so like acne could be like, or breakout prone. So then when you're trying or to like treat redness, one the other, yes, redness. Um, but then there's like, there's another layer to that where sometimes you could just have an excess of this, but then an excess of that. And then a depletion shows up in a different way. So those are more like the excess of yin or excess of yang will show up in those ways. Um, so then how you treat it is you just work on the opposite side to kind of balance it all out and create more of an equilibrium. Um, and I love that. I think that that's one of the best ways to treat a skin condition, especially because when you're looking to heal an inflammatory condition, or when you're looking to treat an inflammatory condition in conventional ways, you want to then like add like some acids or you want to then over scrub. And it's like, wait, why are we adding heat to heat? inflammation to inflammation. We want to then cool and care and nurture and infuse with different nutrients. And that's what's going to give you that nice equilibrium to like let the skin find its way again. So when I identify if somebody is a little more excess of yin or excess of yang, then I just try to keep them with a practice that is sort of opposite of that. So it's a lot of conditioning cool. for them and re-education so that they don't, because people want to over-treat. They want to treat and not necessarily heal the skin long-term. Mm. I'm all about the long-term effects of our skin health. Um, so yeah, that that's kind of a, a short explanation of that, but there's some really beautiful tools that I use that have a yin side and a yang side. And essentially you just use one side or the other. And the best intuitive part about it is um, you can test each side and whichever side feels the most comfortable to you is typically the side that you need to be using, if that makes any sense. It does. So if I'm looking at Instagram, my Instagram feed yeah. is, or my stories are full of, you know, and I, I have mine for the universe, my uh, yeah. Jade Roller I or Rose Quartz. <laughs> yes. um, and then also like people are micro needling their face. Like oh, when would gosh. those things be appropriate if they are appropriate? Um, well, so Jade Rolling and, and Crystal Rolling is great. And I'm a huge Gua Sha fan, which is the stone um, massage. Yes. How yes. do you say that again? Well, I say it in two ways. It, I was taught Gua Sha which is like the traditional way of saying it, but the more um, like common way is gua sha. 
Okay. It's, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Um, it's just basically to like move energy in the skin. Um, it's like the lymphatic drainage and things. Yeah. But lymph drainage, um, is, it's a far more complex practice than just doing the gua sha, but the gua sha in, it, in and of itself, if you do a full practice, starting with the neck, moving up and then moving all the way back down can be beneficial to the lymph because it unblocks any potential stagnation that is holding that lymph in a specific area stagnant. So, um, if you're feeling like you just want to kind of get some really good movement and fluidity to the skin, it, when you do that practice, it can help unblock that stagnant lymph. Uh, and I generally advocate for people to drink a ton of water after they do these practices too, just in case you've moved something. Um, you don't want that fluid to then just move from one area to the another because then you don't want to filter out through the skin, you wanted to filter out through the lymphatic system. So yeah, <laughs> it's very good. Yeah. So um, how often should I be rolling? You can roll every day. I love it. I think it's great. And it's, and that's the thing. If you feel called to it, by all means do it, you know, and especially when I do this after to- I cleanse. You can do it. This is how I would do it. I would cleanse, mist. I like to do like a hydration mist. And then uh, your serum kind of treatment oil step is when I would ideally put that on. So you would put the the treatment part of your um, skincare routine onto the skin, and then you would use your roller. And you can start kind of just opening up the neck, which helps with posture. Um, and it's just really nice to kind of get some fluid moving here because that's what unblocks that those potential lymph points that are blocked. Yes. And then just starting with the center of the face, moving outwards, just in a nice, like, elegant glide, moving out to the perimeter of the face. Um, and you can roll back and forth. You're fine. But if you just kind of roll outwards, that's also a really nice lifting effect. Um, it's great for around the eyes if you do experience any puffiness, but it also helps the product kind of permeate into the skin a little bit more. I do. I like the depuffing effect of the the stone rollers. I think that that's a really beautiful treatment. I love them when I'm traveling and I just feel like my skin is maybe retaining a little bit more heat. I feel like it helps release it just with using like the cooling effect, but it's also not invasive. It's just sort of like elegant and you know loving and it feels very intuitive to do as well which i love because i i mean i think that there are some great protocols if you want to follow a step by step but if you just roll it on the face unless you have like a a face full of infection then um it just feels really nice. So why not just do that for yourself? I would say if you do have a lot of infection or inflammation in the skin, something that's like in the process of healing and is an acute inflammatory condition, um, just roll outward, like roll uh, on the outside of it, um, but not on top of it because you don't necessarily want to push that bacteria down into the skin and then disrupt that healing process. You just want to leave those areas alone. Though it might feel nice, but you don't necessarily want to go and and spread that bacteria around depending on where it's at. So if that is a concern for people, maybe just like focus on the eyes or the neck for those days if you are experiencing like an acute inflammatory condition, like a breakout, you know? Very good. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. um, Let me ask you. So it seems like 
Well, you mentioned that the skin is obviously always changing. It's, it's a mm-hmm. living organ. And so I find that I kind of need to switch up different things that I'm doing. I'm, I'm, I suppose that's normal. Is that something that might could be seasonal as the seasons change, um, that it is good to kind of switch up your routine? Absolutely. If you think about, um, I love to compare (laughs) skincare to food because I use skincare that's very like plant-based anyway. So yes, me too. The, and if you're using any holistic kind of organic natural skincare anyways, you'll notice that the textures of them sometimes change and like the potency is not, it's not like this cookie cutter conventional thing that it was created in a lab and you're always going to get the same outcome. Sometimes the scent might change. And that's because when they harvest those ingredients, they're harvesting them at different times of the year, or they're adding different things based off of different seasons. And it's like cooking, you know, you, you get this great result at the end, but it's always going to end up a little bit different, even though you use the same ingredients, totally. but also kind of going back to that certain ingredients, um, are harvested to just different seasons. So then the body kind of relates and responds to it differently throughout the different seasons anyways. So the same way you would go to a farmer's market and grab whatever local produce they have per season change is the same sort of thing that I typically advocate for, um, for the skin. Like you would want to kind of mix it up for your skin's ability to absorb different nutrients during the the changes of the year, the seasonal changes of the year. But I, I think it's also important to understand your particular skin and just know that, you know, if your barrier is very compromised and you have a lot of inflammation, you're sort of reacting to everything, like just do the least amount possible to begin with. Like, don't worry about changing anything up. Just keep it as simple as you can until that barrier is reworked. So these are people who have had like a lot of um, chemical peels or lasers that like literally their acid mantle has been just like constantly resurfaced. Um, So that's, to me, I then compare that to someone with like an upset stomach. You wouldn't want to add a lot of nutrients to an upset stomach because it would actually just aggravate while it's trying to heal. You would want to keep it to super bland stuff. So if you're a person with a that sort of barrier that's compromised, don't worry about this part of our conversation. But if you are somebody who has, you know, just great skin, or you're just looking to kind of like switch it up every once in a while, and you feel like your skin is healthy enough to tolerate that, or you're even getting to a point where you're not even sure that your skin is benefiting from the nutrients of your skin at care anymore, go ahead and just sample and test things out that feel intuitive to you. Um, and a great way to kind of navigate that, I like to do it off of scent. Um, our, our sense of smell is really powerful when it comes to our skincare rituals because if you smell something and you don't really have a great response to it, that's your body and your brain telling you like, hey, this you might not benefit from this. It might not be bad for you, but you might not be benefiting from it. So that, or if it's just like a texture that. or a, um, or a brand, like there's just a lot that like if you use your senses, you'll kind of know whether or not it's going to work for you. There's some products that I get advised to use, but they just, they're just products I don't like using. And if that's something I don't enjoy participating in and I'm not going to be using it, 
then if I force myself to, then it's trying to force an effect on the skin that's not necessarily going to work. Mm-hmm. But going back to just like switching per cycle, I do think that as women, especially who are going through hormonal cycle changes, because we go through four different phases each month, it's important to even navigate that. Like, don't just think you should wash your face with the same cleanser every day just because that's what you were told to do. Maybe have like two or three on hand that you can kind of like tap into that intuitive state with um, weekly or daily. I like, I mean, I'm lucky because I work from home. So I have all my products here. So I just kind of go, well, today I need more balancing. Today I need more hydration. Today I need more anti inflammatory ingredients. So it's, I just feel when I'm cleansing the skin what feels good to me. And then I navigate through there, but this is a practice I've really nurtured um, since I was 10 years old when my very first breakout, because whenever I deny my intuition, that's when my skin tells me, uh-uh, <laughs> like listen, otherwise I will tell you what's going on. Totally. So if somebody wants to start on a seasonal basis, I think that's perfect. And then if they want to do it more per monthly phase, um, phases, I think that's really great too. And it's just a really good practice on like determining what your skin wants and, you know, have your, your go-to favorites that are super simple, calming ingredients, always ready to go when in doubt, you know, I think that's a really good way to do it. Yeah. That is great. And I'm, this is a question more for me, um, yeah. <laughs> kind of going back to, uh, we talked about oil, clen- oil cleansing because I have, I have just found like my skin just clicks when I do that. I love uh, that. That makes me what so are, happy. What are some of your favorite, um, oils to use? Cause I, I have been using like a jojoba, even I put a little castor oil in there a little That's bit. Totally great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then this that. time I'm kind of experimenting with a little jojoba almond mix nice. How mm-hmm. does that feel for you? I think it feels really good. I was feeling like I was needing more moisture. Um, but I don't know if that's because I needed more hydration or if it was because of the change of the seasons. Yeah. Well, it also depends on how the rest of your skincare plays out. If you use a hydrating mist, like a rose water or an aloe infused water after you cleanse, then maybe that could self-correct that hydration level, or you could be just be needing more hydration internally mm-hmm. as well. Um, but I do like that you're experimenting and feeling w- what works. Um, my personal like skin savior product, like my desert Island Island product is jojoba oil. I use it for everything. For me, that was the turning point for my skin when I was having nonstop breakouts for over a decade. Um, it really balanced my sebaceous glands. It really balanced the inflammation in my skin. And it was just literally an organic oil. Like it was just a, I, I'm pretty sure I bought it at the grocery store or it was from a back bar product at the spa I was using or I was working at. Um, so I'm all about just like simple ingredients. Adding a little bit of the castor oil is great. That's a really traditional uh, oil cleansing uh, add-on for sure. Um, 
I really love the formula that Laurel Whole Plant Organic has in their Clarity Oil. That's an oil cleanser that I am really fond of, as well as Living Libations. They have a, um, an oil blend that you can use for oil cleansing and moisture, like a moisture base uh, called Best Skin Ever. I'm a fan of their rose version and their sea buckthorn version. That one has a lot more oils than just a simple oil um, like a jojoba would, it has a ton with essential oils. So you definitely have to test and see if that's appropriate for your skin. I am just a big fan of those two. Um, but when in doubt, go with a single source oil for sure. Uh, and the jojoba I find is so good for just traditional oil cleansing. But I think it's great that you tried that with the almond oil. It, it, almond oil is found in a lot of cleansers anyways, and especially, um, oil cleansers. So yeah, you should be, that's, that's totally fine. That's great. Maybe just like, don't do it every day. Just like mm -hmm. alternate, you know, just to see if, if it's, I don't want it to become comedogenic. I don't think it would be for you, but I also don't know your skin. <laughs> so. Totally. totally. Yeah. yeah. I'm just kind of uh, seeing what happens. I love that. I love that you're just kind of letting your intuition guide you. And you know what, if it doesn't work, cool. You tried. Awesome. Totally. And yeah, the skin's going like to tell you. Yeah. yeah. Who cares? It's so fun to just experiment. I love that. It totally is. Okay. Let me ask you. So how much water should we actually be drinking? Because everyone has a different thing that they say. Um, I mean, a lot. <laughs> no, I mean, yes, a lot. But uh, well, I'm, I'm glad that you also have a Berkey because uh, Berkey is great at filtering uh, yes. all the contaminants, but then you want to make sure that your water actually does have like enough mineral content. So you can either just drink your water filtered as many do, um, and then just make sure you eat a lot of like mineral rich foods, or you can just add a little bit of minerals um, to your water. So there's great uh, like pre-existing like droppers that you can just have like an electrolyte mineral blend that you can just add to that. Or sometimes I just put like uh, Himalayan pink salt or Celtic sea salt in my water and that helps with the absorption. So I find that when I'm consistent with that, it doesn't really matter how much water I drink as long as it's more than just a glass a day, then I feel pretty hydrated. And I also find that it, you know, as long as I'm not dehydrating myself as well, because I could drink all the water in the world, but am I really going to absorb it if I'm dehydrating myself with like tons of coffee, tons of added like uh, sodium based foods, you know, so just having a mindfulness of how I'm eating my water as well, just making sure I have lots of greens, lots of leafy greens. Um, and it, I, I'm not a huge celery person anyways. I know everyone's on the, the celery juice kick. I've been on it for years. I find that that makes me super hydrated. Um, and just, you know, making sure that I'm not dehydrating myself, but it's hard and, you know, no one's perfect. I just be like loving and patient with yourself. If you feel like you're never doing it right. Like I, whenever I travel, I never drink any water. I'm like the worst with it. Um, so it's just, you know, coming back to like what your body is telling you. If you're having trouble going to the bathroom, just up it. If you're going to the bathroom too much, maybe make sure that you're having enough minerals. And then from there, you'll probably find you're, you're good in between. I think our generation is going to bring back the natural revolution. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. 
hundred percent. And what I love about the generation under us, the, the true millennials, we're like the older millennials that are yes. kind of the in-between. We get a lot of flack for being yes. millennials, but we're like, no, I remember all of the 90s. I remember, well, it was like pre-internet. I remember all that. Right. But the actual millennial, like they're going to like really drive it home because they have such a consciousness towards the environment in general and a consciousness towards like what's happening in the world. And they're so connected with each other, or at least a, a large majority of them are. So I do feel like we've brought it back because we were all sick as kids because we were oh. just like raised in a time of microwavable foods and yes, antibiotics no. given out all the time from our doctors. So then the next generation, I think, is just really going to bring it back. They're going to help us out when we're older. <laughs> yes, yes. I completely agree. And I think that the generation below us will really make the change on single-use plastic. Yes. Oh, thank God. Yeah, we need them. I know. We need them. Yeah. We do. All right. Well, let me ask you a couple fun questions before we yeah. end our time. So do you have a... A, a phrase or a quote you're kind of just jamming on and just keep coming back to. Mm, okay. Yeah. Uh, oh, this is so good. I feel like 10 just popped up. Um, bloom where you are planted is a huge one for me because I'm an immigrant. I was, I moved a lot growing up and sometimes as an entrepreneur, I genuinely don't know where my life is headed and I just know that if I just root down and work on myself and work on my heart, my love, my, what I want to bring to the world, like I will bloom no matter where I'm at. Um, and then another one quickly is, uh, just this mantra that one of my fellow holistic estheticians kept repeating to herself and towards me, um, during a class we just took is infinite love and gratitude. Just having, just saying that out loud, continuously throughout the class like we just felt so grounded and grateful to be there just infinite love and gratitude even when something was frustrating just saying that out loud really shifts your your mood and I, I I'm so grateful that she she taught me that just that quick saying because I've been using it um since our class together a few weeks ago I'm writing it down Oh, perfect. <laughs> spread, <laughs> spread it everywhere. All right. Um, are you a reader? Are you reading anything right now? The last thing, the last two things I read, I read them at the same time was the nurture book from Erica Chidi Cohen, who is the co-founder of Loom. She's a doula here in Los Angeles. Uh, it's just like a really great book about women's health um, and you know, pregnancy. Cause I am looking to get pregnant hopefully sometime soon, but I really enjoyed her take on it. And I just found that it gave me such great information on my body and on my health. Um, and then I also read um, the archetype diet by uh, Donna yes. James. Have you heard of that one? That was yes. the last book I read too. And um, I'm a mix of wonder woman and nurturer so it was really valuable to kind of dive into like the emotional eating aspect of everything um, i am definitely um wonder woman and yeah. i just have not had the space in my schedule to be able to devote the time to switching my diet but i want yeah. to because okay. it really resonated what she wrote about yeah so much i love her Incredible. i love both those women they they really inspire me um to just be my best self all the time and that they just awesome. have such great information to share I, I try to share a lot of what they 
are constantly educating us on on social media with my clients too because they just mm-hmm. think they they bring a lot of valuable um input to conversations that have to do with women's health so yeah last question if you could go back in time and talk to your younger self what would you tell her um oh, i do a lot of like inner child work like i talk to little haley all the time <laughs> I'm like, little Haley, you're going to be just fine. (laughs) Little Haley was very fearless and like, but also very reserved, just kind of always like in her head. It's like, this is all going to make sense to you. And you're going to make a big difference to other people and how they care and love for each other. So start loving yourself as soon as you can. Like, cause I think I just grew up in a time we, we both did where it was just so easy to kind of fall apart over, you know, the littlest things. And I'm just such an emotional, empathic person. And if I would have known how to channel that sooner, I think I would have saved myself a lot of heartache. Um, and also that like, I didn't go to college. I went for a year and like, that wasn't going to be the biggest mistake of my life. It was actually going to be a great, powerful decision that I wasn't going to regret. And I saved a lot of money. <laughs> so maybe just telling little, little teenager Haley, like, you're fine. You're going to be okay. You're going to make it. You'll be fine. <laughs> and just That's to love right. myself, just to love, just pour a little bit more love in towards yourself sooner. Infinite love and gratitude. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Well, listen, before we sign out, I would love for you to share how people can find more about you and um, what other thing you offer. Cause I know you have some courses. Yes. So my Instagram handle is therapeutic skin coach, uh, which is the same name as my website, uh, www.therapeuticskincoach.com where I have so much on there. I have lots of conscious content with videos and blogs. So there's just tons of free accessible, um, info on there. I find that that's like what resonates with a lot of my followers. Um, but also, too, I created a couple of educational courses that are more geared towards helping people determine, like, how to be their own skin healer. Um, the first one is Skin Health 101, which kind of walks you through the different components of your life that could be rooted back to what is creating imbalance in your skin and how to find power and ownership over that. And then the skincare ritual series is the follow-up to that, which just introduces different practices you can do at home, um, including like an intentional skincare practice that, or skin cleansing practice that helps you connect with your skin and helps you connect with that conversation um, that your skin is having with you. Plus it's just nice to give yourself a nice like soothing massage, um, a a massage technique that is really great for de-stressing and a tutorial on uh, a couple different tools that I love, including gua sha and some of those uh, facial reflexology tools that we were talking about. So between that uh, and my facial offerings here in Los Angeles, I also do online consultations because I do realize that my facial offerings are a little bit more on the higher end in terms of prices. Um, so I wanted my online consults to be more affordable and my um, online programs to be more affordable, the courses that I offer. So yeah, there's plenty of ways to get in, in touch with me. <laughs> Fabulous. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. 
Did you enjoy this episode? Because I know I did. I'm so excited to take my intuitive skincare to the next level. Be sure to hit the subscribe button because every Monday I will deliver a brand new Small Queen of Podcast to your podcast inbox. All right, my friend, stay strong, be kind. Bye-bye.